So many owners open their shops with the dream of doing auto repair the right way, being an asset to their community, having free time with their families, and having the ability to create a financial legacy. In reality, so many find themselves working long days, are struggling to find and keep good staff, and can barely pay the bills. Since 2016, the fastest growing automotive repair coaching company, ShopFix Academy's sole purpose is to stop the average small business from destroying the average family. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com. This is Success Leaves Clues, an automotive industry podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Hayes. Have you ever been accused of something by a customer that you didn't do? Most of us have. And despite the TV gotcha news pieces with the hidden cameras that catch some rogue owner doing something shady, I've actually observed that most of us in the industry operate on a very high moral standard, even to the point that many owners feel guilty about even charging a fair price. We believe in doing the right thing and being fair and operating with integrity. And because of this mindset, it can feel devastating when we're accused of the opposite from our customer. It feels like a personal attack on our business and most painfully, our character. So when such a situation arises, defending, fighting, standing our ground, proving we are right seem like the best thing to do like the thing that will protect our business? Well, I'd actually like to explore this with my guest, Lowell Green. Lowell has been in our industry for over 30 years, is a master certified technician, a former shop owner, and for the last six years, a coach to shop owners. In this interview, Lowell will share the unique formula that he uses for handling this mindset that's made him more successful, less stressed, and more valuable to those around him. Here's our conversation. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top performing repair shops use for managing their online presence, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me effortlessly increases your car count with a strategic combination of killer websites, high converting Google ads, traffic driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call at 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, man. So, uh, Lowell, for those who don't know who you are, who, who are you? Well, who am I? The eternal question. Uh, the eternal answer is, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a veteran of the automotive industry. I've been doing this for 32 years. Uh, I'm a, an L1 master technician. I still still hold that certification. Um, but I've also been a trainer, uh, a dealership technician, and a shop owner. Um, and uh, I've hosted radio, and I've also been a coach now for oh, coming on seven years for the automotive industry. Awesome. You definitely have the radio voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, Lowell, we were, we were chatting a little bit before uh, we came on today and we talked a little bit about this concept of letting go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, talk to us about that a little bit. What are some what are some things um, that have been on your mind about letting go recently? So, uh, it's I think it's a, a really good question. It's a good topic. Um, I, I coach quite a few repair shops, and I see a lot of these things that, that they're small things that that kind of get oh they they get into people's craw, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so they may not seem small at the time, you know. For for instance, I have a a client who recently had. Uh, some chargebacks on their credit card. And Those are so frustrating. The, they are frustrating. I, if you're in this business long enough, it's going to happen to you too. Um, you know, and I always say it's just, it's, it's part of our business that, you know, it just by human nature, these things happen. Chargebacks, people don't agree with, you know, your services or they honestly, money might get tight. And they do some unscrupulous things. Chargebacks happen. So in this particular case, uh, this client had called me. And we consulted about it. He was pretty upset. Was, you know, not a lot of money, but not a small amount either. And he was ready to just crank up the war wagon and start going to battle, go to the mat with this customer who got this, <laughs> this whatever you know, amount of money back. And he's talking about getting the lawyer and you know, setting the court date and all these things. And I was like, hey, um, what if you didn't do that? And it was really hard. I could tell it was really hard for him to realize that that was an option because in his mind, he was personally assaulted. Somebody, yeah. You know, somebody had taken his money back out of his account. And I said, well, think about it. How much money is this actually going to cost you? Now you're out 6,000. Now you got to pay an attorney. Now you got to take time away from your business. It's not going to run efficiently. You got to go to the courthouse and right now you're not sleeping. You're not thinking properly. You, you are distracted by all this. What if you just let that go? (laughs) How long is it going to take you to make this $6,000 back? Oh yeah. I guess it was five or 6,000 somewhere around there. Now the chargeback was that much? The chargeback was that much. It's a hefty chargeback. Yeah. It's a hefty chargeback. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not a, it's not a ton of money, but it's not, I mean, you would notice it on yeah, your P&L sure. for sure. So it, it started me thinking about, you know, a, a moment in time that I had uh, over a Sprinter engine back in, I think it was like 2013. Uh, it's a long, complicated story and I won't go into it uh, into deep detail, but what had happened was I had a customer who brought his own engine and it, uh, we put it in, it didn't work. Then we charged him to repair that engine, so on and so forth. Months later, after a lot of, you know, uh, I guess, uncooperative communications between us and him, he decided to take us to court. I knew that we were going to win. We had the documentation. We did everything that we were supposed to do, everything to the letter of what we had talked about. We had him sign every invoice. So the, the lawsuit ended up being about thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000. So we went to court with him and uh, we ended up winning and we won for legal fees. We, uh, he had to pay us so on and so forth. Victory. Victory. It took a long, long time to get to that victory. How long? I would say from start to finish when he started, when he filed for the lawsuit, it was about four months, four and a half months. It's a long time. It was a long time. Our legal fees were, you know, probably somewhere around three or $4,000. And he was supposed to pay all that back, plus what he owed us. Uh, we ended up with the van. 
And he got on a, uh, a set a payment plan with mm-hmm. the state of Texas. And we never saw a dime. Yeah. Never saw a dime. Because in Texas, you can get on a payment plan, uh, but it's up to the person who, I, I guess you become the creditor at that point. You have to go after that person. And who wow. has time for that? So you spent four months, mm-hmm. won the case, mm-hmm. and you didn't see a dime. Didn't see a dime. You got a van, though. Well, we got a, a van that we had to, <laughs> at that point, put a, 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 a real engine in. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were able to get some of our, our uh, we were able to compensate some of that money. But again, I had to buy the engine, pay the technician, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So this this lawsuit you know, ended up costing me a lot of time, not just time in the courtroom, not just time in, you know, with my lawyer documenting all these things, you know, uh, prepping our technicians for, you know, being witnesses and so, so on and so forth. It cost me a lot of time in my, well, a lot of real estate in my headspace. Hmm. How so? So, you know, obviously well, not obviously, but when you're in a situation like that, you can imagine that you often lose sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And that becomes unproductive for you. And I remember times being with my daughter or my family and, and being at dinner and, and everybody's talking and I'm, I'm just so far inside myself because I'm so caught up in, in this lawsuit that, you know, I'm so angry about it. And I can't understand why this happened. You know, I have this, these vicious thought patterns and seeing and, red, and seeing yeah. red. Yeah, And I just let it get to me. And when this client had called me uh, last week, and we talked about these chargebacks. I later, I later related to it. It came to me later. I was like, this happened to me in my life. And I wasted so much of, of my life and, and my time on this thing where I probably should have just let it go. Because at the end of the day, there's no measuring what I could have done with that time and energy. Right. There's no amount, uh, there's no cap on the amount of GP dollars I could have made, <laughs> right? I could have just said, hey, that's fine. This doesn't happen that often. We're going to, you know, cut your check and, and let you go. Your your way will go ours. And in hindsight, that's what I should have done. It's easy to say that in hindsight, but sure. it's also, I think, a good lesson for, for a lot of people who get in, in these situations that seem so major and you seem so... You feel so assaulted, like somebody's assaulting your character, your work, or your business, or your employees, and you just can't let it go. But you have to sometimes back up and ask yourself if if it's worth it. Did you know that some web design companies use the same wording across all their client sites? Unfortunately, this common practice is noted by Google as plagiarism, which will cause your site to be ranked lower. That's why it's critical that whoever makes your shop's website knows better. That's why so many top shops trust Leads Near Me to create and manage their shop's websites. As Google certified partners, they know how to make a top ranking website from an insider's perspective. Get a free site analysis by visiting leadsnearme.com or calling 888-953-2379. Leads near me effortlessly increase car count. So how in your experience and through that, that situation and through when you're working with, with your clients, how do you know when to let something go and when to quote die on that hill? That's a really good question. So 
this is something that we talk about in in my tribe quite a bit because I coach. We you know we call it a, a tribe. My my members, we often have um, group calls, and we talk about uh, something. And uh, you you may be familiar with who uh, Brene Brown is. Love uh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown is great. She's great. She is great. Uh, she has you know some of the, the better quotes that that kind of stick in my head all the time. She she talks about uh, what she calls the square squad. And that's four people in your life who aren't going to BS you. It's four people who are always going to tell you the truth. They typically don't want anything from you. They only have to offer you uh, guidance. So in our industry, it might be a fellow uh, or shop owner. Uh, it's probably definitely going to be your coach, maybe, you know, who's going to be one of those four people on that square squad, square being four, four corners, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's always good to run these situations around your peers, around four people who you really trust so that you can kind of get an idea. Like, do I really need to go after this person and die on this hill or can I just let this go? Because when you internalize things, that's when your conversations get really intense, right? That's why I'm sitting yeah. at, at dinner with my, my family and they're having a great time and I'm inside myself trying to figure out whether I should pursue this or not. Yeah. When in reality, I should have ran it around the room before I took action. Yeah. What would be some other, um, other advice, other clues that you would leave around knowing when to let something go? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, I think if you start to find that one particular thing is taking up a lot of your time, your headspace, that's when it, it you need to verbalize it with somebody else. Now, if you're doing something and you're, you're creative problem solving and you're moving forward and you're growing and it feels good, you know in your gut mm-hmm. when those things are happening. Yeah. You know, you can see it either through numbers, analytics, your team around you, you know, different combination of attitude or whatever. When you are starting to, to really feel yourself agitated, God, I can't, you know, that employee mm-hmm. walked out on me and he told me I was the worst owner ever, which has happened. And I, I, I'm on that call regularly with clients as well because these things happen, but, you start to get agitated. If you notice yourself being agitated mm-hmm. and it's taking up a lot of your headspace and you're not getting anywhere with it, it's usually a good sign that you need to, to run it around the room and probably work on letting it go. Are there any steps that you take? So you, you have that conversation with the square squad. Mm-hmm. What's the next step after that? So I usually like to get, let's say I'll, I'll get as much information as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll want to do an analysis with somebody about the situation. Okay. So like if I'm working with my coach or a colleague, like for instance, in my situation with the lawsuit, I should have tried to weigh the amount of actual time that it would take me uh, to prepare for this lawsuit, what we were actually going to spend on it uh, and what I could have been doing, maybe weigh that against something else, like what I could have been doing with that time, how much money we could have, you know, yeah. I guess knowing what I am responsible for per hour, right? Oh, that's big. I think that that's huge for, you know, uh, auto repair shop owners and, you know, small business owners. If you know what you're worth per hour and you start to look at a project and, and it's it's not going to be a project towards growth. Yeah. Let's say, you know, your, your, your business is doing, you know, $200,000 a month. How many hours do you work? You know, what, what are you actually responsible for? If it starts to look like you're in this thing for 10, 20 hours, 30 hours, then you really got to evaluate, is it worth it? Yeah. 
I think that's probably a good, good way to approach it. Well, Lowell, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you spending the time with us and, and talking. I'm that really happy to be here. Thank yeah, you. Man. Absolutely. That was my interview with Lowell Green. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. And I'd be honored if you shared this podcast with a fellow member of the industry. And finally, if you've got a great story to share and wish to become a guest on the show, please email me at thomas at slcautopodcast.com. That's thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, at slcautopodcast.com. Or give me a call at 615-656-8804. Thanks. Have a great week. No two shops are the same. That's why cookie cutter advice and coaching does not work. In order for your shop to get to the next level, you must have an action plan designed around your shop's unique needs. You'll also need accountability and encouragement along the way. Let ShopFix Academy help you create your best shop. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com.